Welcome to What'd You Do This Weekend? What'd You Do This Weekend? What'd You Do This Weekend? With Hillary Campbell and Derek Bachelman. We're two hilarious people and obviously best friends, but we live on opposite ends of the country, so we like don't know what the other person did this weekend. And every Monday we're here to ask the age-old question, what'd you do this weekend? It's like the one true equalizer. Weekends and death. Death, taxes, and weekends. Yes, literally we should make shirts. Listen as we have literally amazing guests each week to tell us about their weekends and sometimes they're the same as us but sometimes they're totally different. Maggie Smith's Downton Abbey character once asked, what is a weekend? And we're here to answer the poor woman. Well I was just, um, what was I just doing? It, well it's really cold in New York and so I had to get out all my full blown winter gear and like I just got back from the dog park. And it's, it sucks when you just, like, get back to the time of year where you're freezing outside watching a dog run around. And you're just, like, bundled, staring. And you go, go, good job, go run. And it's, like, all you say, go run. And then the other person's saying the same yeah. thing to their dog. And it's, like, it's a very weird social setting to just sort of, I guess it's the, the same The benefit of having cats is not Yeah, you don't well, have to go through this. I was just going to say, like, you get to go outside, though, because my cat just sits by the sliding glass doors that sure. I usually open for him and looks at me with the most pathetic, forlorn face. <laughs> and, no, like, why is it the door open so I can smell the air? I'm like, because it's yeah, freezing. It's like, <laughs> yeah, that's why. But he doesn't get it until I open the door for a few minutes and then turns tail. And he's like, oh, my God, Mom, it's so cold. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, <laughs> I explained that, but you. you have a little feline brain, so those <laughs> tiny dumb bitch feline brains, as we call them. Um, I was just not to their face, though. Yeah, yeah, not to their face. We don't say it unless you're a dog and you can say it. Because it's just um, I had a I had <laughs> I had uh, back here. Or is it off now? I had um best in show on when they sing the song that like god loves a terrier you guys remember that song okay Classic. no why don't you sing okay and they go and, and then there's the line there's the line that goes be a dog or be a bitch and like that's a hilarious line because okay for reasons i'm not going to explain why all right so okay so enough we call that the preamble um so we're talking today with none other than Beth Crowdy. First of all, Beth is just our close dear friend, our beautiful friend um, from when we all lived in LA together. And uh, did you guys invent a religion together? Like what happened that night? We did. Yeah, we, we sure did invent a, a religion together. <laughs> I feel Based the, on a um, calendar. Jordan. Jordan. Jordan, the name Jordan. Yes, Jordanology. Yes. Yeah, we're in the Nad Raj period. That's what <laughs> yes, we are. Yes. <laughs> period of the year where the calendar model was a brunette. Okay. I recall. Yes. And she was wearing okay. the red dress, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah. So if there's, if there's any other Jordanologists out there, I, you know, you can reach out to both Derek and, and Beth here, Beth Prouty. And, um, but otherwise, um, we do need Beth followers, is, so please. you need, you do, you really need to build your cult. You need to work on it. Um, if you want to like reach, that like, we're not, I'm just trying to fly under the radar. A lot of cult guys are getting 
finger these days, you know. That's true. Got you want to end up like teal. Mentality. You don't want to die like teal. Yeah. That would never the be best. Beth is no, not only a friend of the pod, but she is a writer, and um, she's uh, she calls herself the autistic philosopher behind Slam Dance, which is a beautiful um, title um, to sort of reach, and also the co-captain of the Unstoppable program at Slam Dance, which is a new initiative there that I think is really wonderful. And and if you don't know what Slam Dance is, I've said this word several times. Um, Slam Dance is maybe one of the greatest film festivals of all time that I used to be the manager there um, years ago. And that's, of course, how I met Beth as a programmer and filmmaker at Slamdance. And if you don't know Slamdance, that's what's going on with you, you know? Um, but not to shame, but it's like to find out um, and maybe go or stream now that you guys stream as well. Um, this, you know, it's the... Not to say the anti-Sundance, but it's it's across the street from Sundance at the same time um, in January. So, you know, this coming year, buy an online pass if you can't get to Park City and um, watch some really cool movies. Some of them programmed by our friend here, Beth. That is correct. In fact, like, actually, Unstoppable is doing their screenings at the University of Utah. So you no don't way. even have to go all the way to Park City. We're working with the film school there. So we can screen at the U, I and love then that. it can be it can be accessible because yeah. we're a disability forward program. So right. it would be kind of whack to be up on the top of Main Street where, mm -hmm. which is not you a, know that's hard that's, to access. Uh, one of the most inaccessible spaces <laughs> in yes, the snow. <laughs> the number of times I've been in a car in Park City at that time, and the car is sliding actively backwards into ice. And then you go, I guess I just trust the driver. <laughs> like, I guess he's going to, like, get me there and, like, we're not going to all die together. Um, <laughs> yeah, fingers crossed. Yeah, fingers, fingers crossed. crossed. I somehow get to the Treasure Mountain Inn. Um, anyways, so Beth is here, of course, to talk about her friggin' weekend, which I'm really excited to find out about. Beth lives in Washington. I think our first Washingtonite, Washingtonian. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I have had, I've had a weekend for you. I oh have my God. Weekend. Tell us about Friday night. It's got ups and downs. Yeah. We're going to go on the roller coaster with you. Yeah. Let's start with Friday, right? Friday, Friday is Friday. part of the weekend. The evening when is. Mentally yeah. Go when you check weekend. out. Yes. So what do we do? Do I go first? Do you, you go, go first? first? I would like you to oh, go yeah. first as our guest of honor. Oh, wow. La -di -da. Well, this this Friday, it was one of the meetings, the deliberations meetings for Slam Dance. So the whole afternoon was oh, like yeah. four hours of talking, which is a gentle way of saying debating and trying not to raise your voice at people. <laughs> Attempting to not yell. The yeah. livelihoods of filmmakers in your hands. It's well, a delicate process. I know it's it well. Exhausting. It is exhausting. The, the Slam Dance good. deliberations are like, I mean... Well, any deliberations, basically, of a film festival, of course, not just right. slam dance. Anyways, I mean, I think everyone tries to do their best, you know, to be, and you especially are so good at, like, you know, having everyone take their turn. It's so hard to not start, you know, fighting. <laughs> <laughs> it is really hard, but I was saying to someone, 
I was really grateful for this opportunity because being in a disability and um, mm -hmm. diversity forward program is like an opportunity to put your mouth where your money is when it comes mm -hmm. to what everyone's been talking about the last two years. I mean, not everyone just started. I mean, mostly like mainstream white people started having their yeah. DEI conversations and stuff. And Slam Dance is the kind of organization where those conversations can really happen person yeah. to person in all of its messy, wonderful learning curve glory. So nice. that was pretty satisfying, but it is like exhausting. exhausting and then yeah. when it was over, I was pretty glad that I had nothing to do. I originally was supposed to have a date. Someone was going to make me soup, but what a earlier date. In the a week, soup date. Yeah. A soup date, which is perfect for this time of year, but it did not happen. Absolutely. He apparently um, took some mushrooms earlier in the week and his intuition told him to focus on himself. So <laughs> <laughs> that was the end of that soup oh date my and no god soup. he met a fairy I burger, yeah. the opposite of soup but i watched that weird owl movie that daniel radcliffe <gasps> i want to watch it i want to see it so bad actually it's wild that this thing exists it's weird that it's on the <laughs> roku channel i know that's the funniest part yes. about the whole thing and actually maybe that's the most weird owl of it all yeah, and there's commercial breaks then in the middle of it. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. it's like a parody of a biopic, which I didn't even quite realize going in. Like the events are not, those are not the events. That's not even oh, close okay. to what okay. really happened. Like, well, I haven't in watched that this, so movie, that's interesting. Yeah, it's really funny, actually. I won't, like the obvious example to not give away all the details is in this film's version of events, Weird Al writes eat it as an original song and then later michael jackson writes beat it uh, as a parody of okay it. Like, sure it's okay. not right and there is so this, we know there was a weird owl fake biopic a long time ago that my family had on vhs called the complete owl which was really similar it was oh just huh. really over the top like weird owl is a crazy sex maniac rock star but huh. in that 80s VHS level of things. So this was like a level. Do you feel up like, yeah, that's interesting. Wonderful. Do you feel like, like nobody saw that movie and so they're kind of like redoing it? I don't know if it's that exactly, but I certainly haven't met anyone outside. I've never heard. My family I, I, yeah, that, that knew about that tape. Out. All right, well, um, listeners, listeners, if you've heard it or seen it, tell us. Mm-hmm. I was gonna say this answers a few questions that I had watching the trailer. Like I was like, how did did Madonna figure into all of this? So I guess now knowing that <laughs> a lot of this was maybe fictional, I can sort of like rest it, rest in the whole thing is a big trick because it will tell you if you read the description. This is the one hundred percent true story. That's funny. <laughs> Frank was watching it. I need to because he was like saying it's hilarious. Of course, it's hilarious. It's the Weird Al movie, but um. Yeah. I gotta watch it. I gotta, I do have a Roku, so nothing's stopping me, basically. Absolutely nothing. It comes with the Roku. Mm hmm. I love you know? that. Beautiful. So, I mean, isn't that kind of right for a cold Friday yeah. where a date gets canceled? Yes. Just Especially stay home. the burgers, actually. I feel like yes. burger is also like, I know people would associate that with summer, but I sort of think of it as more of a winter food for some reason especially when it's like well it's like because then i like move over to like meatloaf like it's kind of it's a cozy warm like comfort food 
filling. Yeah, I hear yeah, that. Exactly. I think when it's hot out, I don't want to eat anything that's got any heft to it. I'm like, yeah, give me I the snacks. Give me the snacks. And then when it gets cold, I'm like, okay, now I'm ready for meat. Sure. Bulk yes. it up. Bulk <laughs> it up, honey. Yeah. Bulk it up. My winter diet. Okay. Um, yeah. So that's your for So Derek, what'd you do yeah. Friday? We missed Derek last week. He wasn't with us. And so I'm really thrilled to Sadly. have him. Yeah, I will say, listeners, you did not miss much. The weekend before was sort of boring. And, you know, this weekend is not that much better, but it is better. It's at least a little different. So Friday, I, we went, basically went to see Black Panther Wakanda Forever, as I'm oh. sure like most of this country feels like they must have seen. I think a lot of people um, did. Someone at the dog park told me yeah. they did. Yeah. <laughs> well, it was crazy. I feel like my sort of like approach to Marvel movies is I'm just like, I enjoy watching them in a way that's just like I like it's something to see Mm -hmm. it provides a conversation for like a dinner afterwards for me and Alex to talk about and then I don't ever really think of it ever again right it's it's like a one night spectacle thing that I can just like let go at the end it's like going to Disneyland Um, yeah it's it's totally that for me um and I feel like it's more accessible than I think a lot of other sort of like um properties on that level like i lord of the rings star wars like that stuff is like a little too complicated for my just easily distracted mind i think whereas like these movies thankfully i think are like aimed you know at a younger audience hopefully so like my brain can like track (laughs) everything a lot Mm. better um so yeah so we went to see that the only thing is we did it like last second as an as i'm sure you can imagine like a lot of people bought tickets to that like months ago so, like, getting a ticket was weirdly hard. And I don't know why we were suddenly so desperate to be, like, we I must see Wakanda forever see. at this moment. This there's, no, there's no going back. Yes. So, yeah, we, go, we went to see that. Um, and it was fine. <laughs> I feel like... It <laughs> was like my review of every Marvel <laughs> fine. Yeah, fine. Yeah. I think we're similar I, viewers of it, Derek, because I go in and I'm like, yes, okay, colors. Big, yeah, yeah, go, it was bright. <laughs> yeah. A way to spend some time. And then later, I'll talk to my brother who loves the MCU and he'll mm-hmm. talk about the titles and I'll have half forgotten that I've even seen them for a yes. minute. Yeah, <laughs> Wait, yeah, oh, yeah, I, I did see I that. that. Yeah, that happened. Yeah. <laughs> there was stuff. Yeah. But then that's know. totally it. But yeah. I feel like this movie too. I feel like I really did like the first one, and I feel like I yeah. You know, this one I think had a lot to sort of unpack and deal with. So I am trying. Well, they to be were. Like I mean, like, he died. It's like that's that's. There's so literally. much to and write only, around. I, I yeah. Well, he died, and then also like I think the second most sort of like. The second character that I feel like a lot of people associate with that first movie was, like, the, sh- the movie's villain, Michael right. B. Gordon's character, that also, like, died in the world of the, the movies. Right. So it really felt like they were they suddenly to having over. to, like, yeah, veer really quickly while also sort of addressing the elephant in the room. Like and the it just loss. made for a very long movie. Yeah. Mm. It's like a I heard, I heard, yeah, movie. I heard from people at the dog park that there was a lot of crying in it. Yeah, just a, it's a very dour movie. And to be honest, I feel like some of it was obviously you couldn't help. And then other parts, I feel like you they like went even further. And I'm like, I feel like the last thing this movie needed was like more grim, uh, right. sad grief stuff. But it was, I mean, I will say I love a lot of the actors. 
Um, really, just I wanted more Angela, more Lapita. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, Deny, if, if I'm saying her name right. Like, I feel like it's that whole, like, Black Panther, like, franchise anyway to me. I feel like the side characters have always been more interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. It, it was it was a good experience. It was just long. Was there a part of the appeal of Black Panther and Wakanda is that it's not just one superhero, but the existence of this entire place. The whole society. A whole people. new world. Yeah. Well, yes, of course, totally, but then, totally. like, the, I can't help but, like, think also in the back of my head. They go, yeah, they created that on purpose in order to create so many op- spinoffs. Like, like they made a new, like, yeah. like they did it so that they could, keep, they could continue to make money off it. Because they can make... But also, like, thank God they did. Because right. <laughs> otherwise, if they had focused even too much on him, then it would even be harder than it is to, like, veer. Yeah. Um, I will say what's probably a little troublesome is I feel like the characters that I feel like they're setting up to have bigger sort of story purposes moving forward are not the most interesting, mm. but I'm willing to, like, I gotta see, see it. Goes, I gotta I'm, see it, yeah. obviously. Yeah. I have nothing to say, so I gotta see it. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I will say the, the, the downside of going to a movie that's, like, three hours pretty much um, it, on a Friday is that by the time we got it's out, so we were starving. Yeah. And it's... You have that like fifteen minute minute period where it's still not awkward to maybe get a seat at a table at a restaurant that's closing, and so it's just like frantic like searching. Yes. Oh my of, god, like, no, that's super stressful. Okay, wait. So, what theater did you go to? <laughs> uh, we went to the Edwards in Alhambra, which is it's not very far from oh. me, um, but it's just it feels longer than it is because I feel like you have to. You, it's not like off a freeway or anything. You just have to you take have to do some navigation. Like, okay. Yeah. So sometimes if we hit all greens, it's like. 10 minutes and then other times if we hit like a red light after red light it feels like this is like a 30 minute long adventure did you find yeah. a restaurant we did not <gasps> we like literally we were so indecisive oh no and not the say, time it was one of not those the time the to be picky i i was telling alex this the entire time i'm like you know what if we don't make compromises we're gonna have nothing and yes did what? you end up at del taco <laughs> We, here's the thing we didn't even do that it was so frustrating we're like we'll just go home and just like eat what we have in the fridge which is like not a lot yeah but yeah it was a kind of downer way to end the friday so uh i guess a, wait i want my advice listeners like just pick, pick a, a restaurant, restaurant. And don't yeah okay wait with that... going in if you can multiple <laughs> have a plan have a plan know what you're doing have a plan okay wait yeah. but it reminds me and I feel like we mm-hmm. need to tell Beth this story because she's going to appreciate this. How long we spent in the Del Taco drive through in Pasadena. <laughs> yeah, tell me. Yeah, I love I'm it. Honest. <laughs> Are you the Del Taco drive through I want to hear it. Yes. It was, it was actually unreal. Because of that no, it was, un, it was an yeah. unreal experience. It was, I haven't been back. That was, that was enough to like scar me. What? Can, Do you want to? <laughs> what happened? No, you go. I feel like I need like I still in my head. I go. What happened? That we were like in it. Okay. We were like. Well, you, you can be it my felt like an hour. It if, felt like an hour. If I'm misremembering, <laughs> so we had gone like roller uh, rollerblading. Yeah, right. Yeah, Late we were at the night, roller rink, and we were driving. Yeah, we were driving back, and I I was hungry. I think you had eaten, and I hadn't eaten, mm-hmm. and so we were like, we'll just get. Something I still wanted something, obviously, you know. Yeah, well, we were going to try to do snacks, yeah. I think my memory was, mm-hmm. at like 7-Elevens, but then I drove over that curb and felt and really And we went, we have to leave, we have I to leave the parking lot, stop. we can never face these people. Yeah, exactly. 
regardless, we wound up at the Del Taco near me because I'm like, they're decent. They're open late. It's a drive through. It can be in and out, right? <laughs> we, I don't, I don't even remember how it happened. We got stuck in that drive through for minimum forty five minutes. So just, I, I really don't know what remember happened. Remember the Uber guy, the Uber Eats guy was like walking around trying to get in the door. Yeah, he was not going to be as stupid as we were and like yeah. trap himself in that drive. Because we got we the, once there's stupid. a car behind you and now you're in this weird time warp. We couldn't you leave. You like yeah, curves so, on each are, side, so you yeah. can't. Yeah, get out yeah. There's no curves. getting out of there, and then and not the kind I can drive over. No, because <laughs> you clearly did earlier. <laughs> but what was going on in there, Derek? I think it was like there was a shift change over over or something, or like what was going on? There was maybe know. one person working, but they were not. They couldn't serve people. Apparently, I don't know. Hmm. To be fair, the whole thing was weird, too, because the person in front of us, remember, we had to, like, reverse so they could order because they had driven oh, past the yeah. order box. Okay. But then she only ordered a Diet Coke. And yeah, then we and we were like, like she's tacos. stuck in this line for a Diet Coke. And line so for... <laughs> that poor woman. We're make that two know? Diet Cokes by the time. I know, know. right? <laughs> I know. <laughs> Oh my god! And then I, just, I don't even. I really was it. Maybe yeah, the person oh. three cars ahead of us. Wait, I think maybe they ordered there an must unreal have been a amount of food. Order, and they were just probably short staffed. Oh my and, god! Yeah, it, oh my god! Yeah, there was a. Dope we actually felt like, like we were like lost in like an in like a third like 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 in there's another. There's one universe. off of like not Venice, but off of Washington Boulevard, I think, down there in Culver yeah. City. Yeah. And one time, I was really jonesing for some Del Taco late at night, and I pulled into the drive-through just to witness that someone in a limousine was ahead of me in the drive-through, and they also had like some kind of they couldn't get out. But they also had pulled yeah. into mm. too tight oh of like God. a hairpin turn, so they also couldn't do the drive-through. And it seemed like, oh no! As I sat there, mm-hmm. I realized like this limo is full of teenagers coming yep. from somewhere. Yep. They want that Del Taco. This poor limo driver is just stuck. I had a completely fail. <laughs> like no crinkle cut fries for me. No chicken soft tacos that day. Tragic. No, and then the, the, the Uber guy was knocking on the door of the Del Taco and they were like, no, we're only doing drive through. But he's like, I don't want to put up with this shit. And then we kept thinking <laughs> yeah. about. Hey, well, you imagine he probably would have lost. Money that's what we kept thinking about. I was like, yeah. people just ordered Del Taco on Uber Eats and thought it would be there in 10 minutes. And like this poor yeah. Uber Eats driver is like, no one's going to believe him. when he's like, no, Del Taco took 45 minutes tonight. But like. You wouldn't believe someone said that to you. I feel like in any situation like that, my sympathies always go immediately to whoever's working at the drive Of course. No, I know. (laughs) You're like, something insane is happening in the Del Taco kitchen Somebody didn't show up for a shift and... Yeah, yeah. No, it was clearly like utter chaos for them. Diet Coke fiends lined up, ready to kill you. Uber Eats guys at the window, <laughs> like a zombie, <laughs> like we're in the the bed or something. Oh my god! Oh gosh, no, I felt we felt very bad. And then the irony, the irony of like getting that food and eating it in under thirty seconds, like as you drive away, you know, like you like you just waited all that time. And then I just got, like, the baby quesadilla, and it's like, oh, it's gone. Like, I just, like, ate it in, like, an actual bite, you know? After all that time. 
yeah, it, the food did not last. It was it was really a letdown. And I've been <laughs> scarred permanently. Uh, oh I, even telling the story, I don't even have the energy to like really recap it because I'm still shaken. It was crazy. I'm still like, is that it... is something that happened. What a yeah. wild like, night at Del Taco, everyone. Of like a PTSD flashback. Like sometimes I hear these stories <laughs> and I remember drive-throughs in LA. And even when you were talking about getting to the theater, like, it's not even really by a freeway. So sometimes it takes a long time and sometimes it takes a short time. And I remember and I'm like, do I miss I miss the variety? I miss the options. But you know what? I got two movie theaters. The downtown movie theater that yeah, plays it's, the it's movie, either or maybe you can just go I'm jealous. park there pretty easily and see whatever triangle sadness tar whatever's out and then there's just the multiplex big parking lot it will always take me 11 minutes exactly so easy i love that and so easy so easy i mean it's more You're boring more here reliable area but... yeah <sighs> i think dependability is a good thing though i i like knowing <laughs> yeah but i don't have the my guilty of, like, pleasure drive throughs <laughs> there's no del taco here <laughs> and the closest Popeyes is like 25 minutes away. Oh my god, terrible! What a those are my two sad. favorite. You're putting up with a lot. You're putting up with a lot. I mean, Thanks. meanwhile yeah, around me, they can't so stop. Hard. They can't stop opening fast food around me in Greenpoint. I'm like, you guys, maybe oh, really? you should hold back because this is becoming this is becoming a problem. Like it's, I have Taco <laughs> Bell, McDonald's, KFC, Popeyes. I was like, oh dear God, you know, I need to be saved a little bit. Oh my gosh, uh, embarrassment of riches. <laughs> I, I did not have that. Truly, in New York. truly, truly. I have McDonald's this weekend. Okay, um, okay, so. My Friday, obviously. Um, you guys are dying to hear about it. But, well, it was, um, so this was the weekend that, like, um, that Frank, Frank's band, um, Caravella, the, their new album that they've been working on for over three years was released. So we had, like, Thursday night, they had their incredible show. It was so fun. Packed house. They just, everyone played, he played so good. And it was just, like, it was super fun. Big dance party. Um, so, but then Friday, me, he's, Frank wanted to, like, just do, like, a more intimate, like, just sort of a celebration dinner for all the work they've done. And so we went out to, um, I mean, I was extremely hungover from the concert, but, like, so somehow I, 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 I did come out of my cave um, to go to dinner, even <laughs> though it was also, what is it, Hurricane Ian? What hurricane, what hurricane's happening right now? I don't even know. Some Nicole? hurricane. just. Yeah, Nicole, Nicole, we're past Ian, we're on Nicole. Okay, Nicole was here, and she was um, crying, (laughs) crying on New York, um, and it was crazy. (laughs) Windy, crazy, Um, but we went um, to this place in Chinatown that I'd never been to before, but then I've walked by, and it's like such a spectacle. It's called the Kanji Kanji Village. Um, Derek, do you know that spot? Hmm. I it's this like three-story sort of, sort of like very old-school massive Chinese restaurant, like very like um, actually maybe actually, and it's got like the sound... it's got like the light up the fake palm, palm trees and stuff, and like it's very sort of over the top and like a sort of um, silly decadent way, and so we mm-hmm. I we went there and. Um, Frank, so we want me and Frank and his brother, who's in, in the band, and his brother's girlfriend, Alicia. And then, so we're all there, and they ordered an unreal amount of food. Of course, Frank 
they can't frank <laughs> he just can't order for what he's actually going to eat you know he can't do it he like i don't have i think a lot of people have this problem i don't have that problem personally because like i'm like i always think too much food's gonna come and then i go i'm not gonna eat it and i have like guilt i have the guilt of like i'm not gonna mm-hmm. eat it don't bring it because because i don't think i'm gonna eat it and then i'm gonna feel horrible that i ordered it and then i didn't eat it and but the Granero boys have the opposite where they're like we should probably get seven different types of meat you know for the table um and so we got all this food and it was super good i mean like very just like traditional chinese food but more importantly go downstairs at the end of dinner because it's like three levels it's like this massive restaurant and then go downstairs to see just to go to the bathroom and then frank's going to the bathroom in the men's room and he goes oh my god hillary come over here and we noticed that like by the bathrooms there are private karaoke sessions happening and (laughs) people are like singing their hearts out to savage garden like and like really badly really (laughs) poorly you know and the whole place is just lit up so beautifully. And to, like, discover in the basement kind of, like, people doing karaoke is, like, your mind starts being blown, you know? Yes. And then, and we're watching, like, like through the mirror, we're watching, and then they see that we're watching these people shut the door on hey, us. Hey, this we're is like, supposed to be private. I paid yeah. for private <laughs> I know. Who are the then, I know, right? And then I'm all <laughs> giddy about it. And then, and then I go pee. I go to the, the, the ladies' room. And then the bathroom is so small that it's like two stalls sort of smashed in a kitty corner next to each other. And <laughs> I'm peeing. And then there's a woman in the stall next to me peeing. And then we both, it was like, it felt like something out of a freaking like three stooges routine where, so they're shaped like this, like, like this, the bathroom. So we're both flush at the same time. Okay. And then we both open the and, the, and there's a big creak on these like old doors. And we both do it at the same time. And I open, she opens, and we both don't walk out because we think we're both going to run into each other. So I'm standing in the stall and I'm like, she's going to go. But she's standing in the stall thinking I'm going to go. And then we stand there for a while. And then we both, we don't know each other, obviously. And then we both start laughing and we're like, oh my God, are you going to walk out? Like... <laughs> And it was just, um, I don't know, it made me laugh so hard. And then we came out of the stall and we're like, okay, I'm sorry, I didn't want to hit you. And she's like, I didn't want to hit you. And, uh, and then she was, um, she had an intense Australian accent. And then she was um, a lovely Aussie girl. And then all of a sudden we found ourselves just like, just like cracking up probably too much, but we enjoyed each other's presence. Um, just the magic of the ladies' room. I know the ladies' room. I <laughs> love the ladies' room. Slightly different you, dimension you in there. I, I yeah. know people talk and joke about it all the time, but it is. It's so real, though. There's a reason. It's very real. I know. Why are we best friends? We I know. Like- I came out. <laughs> I came out giggling, giggling <laughs> hardcore, and then I walked back to the table, and Frank's like, "Why are you so giddy?" You know, and I'm like, "I just like met a girl <laughs> in the bathroom," and then I look back, and she's walking by me. And she's walking back to her table, and she's also laughing so, still and waving at me. And I was like, we're friends now, you know? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. The ladies' room is very well, psychologically cooperative, you know? Yeah. It's like, yeah, we're all in it together. together. Like, neither one like of you wanted to come out because you didn't want to hit the other person. Very polite. Yeah. 
I've made yeah. fast friends in there when there's been a broken lock and you end up with like a chain sure. of women where one sure, woman like holds hold the it, door you hold for it. that yeah. and then the next woman <laughs> holds it for you and then we're all just like, <laughs> we're like in summer camp or something. It's <laughs> so funny. Yes. It happens yes. so quickly. It's very nice. It was fun. It was really funny and fun. Alien world. I know. You it. don't know about it, Dark. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no. It's just, I feel like guys' rooms are just, like, awkward. Like, I feel like I would definitely be so hyper-conscious of that stall scenario that I would just wait. You're like, I'm not coming I out. I refuse to come I would just wait until I would hear someone yeah. leave. Yes. And I'd be like, okay, now I'm going <laughs> yeah, intense in the men's room. you got to be careful who you look at, how oh, you God. look. Don't make eye contact. Don't speak. <laughs> like... The male this energy, really huh? No, it's nothing Not like supportive. it's nothing like the girls' room. <laughs> no. But then, so we we um I we, I was exa- I mean I was so tired I didn't even speak a word at dinner. I sat there in silence. I was like, we were out so late the night before. But um, but we came home and then I had um a feeling as we got into bed that I really wanted to start watching. And this is like not a new thing to start watching, but. Um, only because I had, like, seen, like, there was an update in the story I saw earlier on the internet. I wanted to watch Leah, Leah, Leah Remini's, um, doc series about, um, leaving Scientology and and investigating it. Yeah, so I, I, I've, like, followed the story briefly just on the news after, you know, after all these years, but I've never, like, sat down to watch it. There's three seasons of it. Yeah, I've watched it um, all. I'm obsessed. Okay, you've watched it all. Okay, yeah. So, I, I we just started watching Friday Night. Scientology is a like, flight, and it must be eradicated. Yeah. And, like, it I needs was to not be eradicated. It's like it's people, the opposite Leah of Remini, to oh my be God, lighting the is... fire under me. I was like, we, this I is love, I love her. I mean, she's such a powerful woman and is obviously doing um the lord's work trying to um bring light and save people i know how much of it did you watch well we only i mean i'm like falling asleep friday so i watched two episodes friday night and and that and that's just like the tip of the iceberg and also it was stuff like i kind of knew already but like just to really sit down and watch watch it all happen the effect of that program is so overwhelming and so appropriate Mm -hmm. like on the one hand Mm -hmm. you've got this like totalitarian personality cult it's very patriarchal all l ron hubbard blah 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 and now on the other side when you leave you can join this like very openly emotional lady led Mm-hmm. different kind it's like she's not a figurehead exactly but people know that they can go to her when they want to yeah. infect so people are mm-hmm. coming to her and contacting well, her she created a space yeah yeah and it's amazing and it's like the opposite it's like the living room daytime tv interview style very traditionally feminine form of tv with people telling their personal stories and mm-hmm. there's like hardly an episode where people don't just break down in tears. Like all no, ages, I mean, men, women, stuff. it's the perfect antidote yeah. to this other mm-hmm. thing that most of us think, I think especially in LA, you like understand that it's there. And then they made yeah. going clear, which yeah. is very linear and very chronological, nothing against it, absolutely loved it. But this mm-hmm. is like a perfect kind of, woman's response to the situation i feel like a communal yeah. a, a different just an antidote it's amazing mm-hmm. and 
that's such a smart way to look at it actually too i haven't i haven't really thought of it in that way but that's 100 percent it and you're right if you're like living in la the the buildings that they've sort of taken over are so like you like literally living in the shadows you are and also the fact that they're getting only bigger they Mm -hmm. are expanding they have moved into northern california really intensely they have acquired a lot of property i've heard um Mm -hmm. from family and like because it i think that in california it's always felt like exclusively like this like la thing like whoa right but their big base is in like riverside right um and also i mean then i didn't even realize in watching the show that they also have like it's all in Florida and it's like things I didn't know at all but but knowing that they're like encroaching like I think they have like a new fucking huge building in Petaluma which is like 10 minutes from my hometown and I was like my skin is crawling they have a spot in Petaluma like a little town yeah that's like part of how they operate they have to acquire real estate because they can't really sit on their money it's got to always be moving and getting poured into projects in order to justify their status i think like the other thing that really works about that show is i think people i mean it's everything's so news drenched right we have little computers that tell us the news constantly and it's easy to think Mm -hmm. that we do intellectually understand and you can become numb to information but when yeah. you but when you watch people, just human beings, tell their individual story over and over again mm-hmm. and feel the emotional impact of it, mm-hmm. so powerful. I didn't think I was gonna ever be the kind of person who would say something like that because it sounds so cliche, but it's true. Like you see enough stories, enough variations on a theme, and mm-hmm. every single variation mm-hmm. has its own little flavor of what the fuck what Mm -hmm. that happened to you they exploited you this way or that way and so i think the show does a great job of pulling in and letting you get a picture of how it's operating and why it's doing it but also making it impossible to ignore the straight up human cost yeah yeah it's impossible it's just and also to be like oh scientology's crazy you're like no 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 like it's like it's worse than crazy it's not just crazy. It's not just like wacky people believing in a wacky thing. No. Like it's it's detrimental to society. Yeah, it's like capitalism on steroids. And when you look at other success yeah. cults, it's the same. Later on, like toward the end of the series, they have a whole episode that's just them talking to Jehovah's Witnesses because over the course of producing mm. the show, a lot of Jehovah's Witnesses reached out to them. Like a lot of this stuff is similar. And it's like they indoctrinate their people with the same kind of thinking that just mm-hmm. overall capitalism does everything's individual responsibility therefore if there's a problem it's your problem and it's not the group's problem and if you have mm-hmm. a problem then you have a problem with us and now you're our enemy you know so yeah. you're either a suppressive person or there's some other word in jehovah's witness or like capitalism would just call you a bum you know oh and God. we just the put it on the other they're like person. they're an sp they're an sp and mm-hmm. it's like oh my fucking god okay and you know what and i'm sorry to say i bring it back to this that my great-grandfather delivered l ron hubbard and i'm sorry okay i'm here to ask for forgiveness that he did bring l ron hubbard into this world and he forgot to drop the baby did you didn't know that you didn't know that would forgive. no so you think you should forgive I'll me forgive. i feel bad about it <laughs> um what are you gonna do it's the campbell side okay um 
Oh, Lord. Okay, so there you have it. So I started watching it. Nice. <laughs> but let's move on. Let's move on to Saturday. Yes, best. Saturday. Oh, yeah, I texted you, like, first thing in the morning yeah, on Saturday. you did. Well, I was dealing with a lot of dog health problems. I had a crazy dream. That was my problem, was I had, like, one of these Christmas Carol-level dreams out of nowhere after a long period of not dreaming. I had, like, three sets mm-hmm. of people in this dream that I had somehow wronged. Like, I had tried to make a joke, but they took it seriously and it was a problem. Mm. Or like, this is a recurring kind of nightmare I have where the figures in my dream don't listen to me. They can't hear me or they won't forgive me or whatever. And so in this dream, I was sobbing, begging for even just to be acknowledged. And within the dream, Hillary, you were the you were one of the people who was like oh. in a group that I had wronged, and you were the only one who replied to my text message like begging for mercy. That's why oh <laughs> when I woke up, I was like, Hillary, you gave me hope in my dream because I basically woke up in tears. It was awful. My God, I am such a kind woman. I'm the kindest woman. That's right I'm, in my subconscious, I'm even. sort of like Mother Earth in that way. Exactly. <laughs> Just a halo so nicely on your head. (laughs) It's like a rough way. Do you know what it is that you've done to wrong them, or is it just sort of unspecified and you just have the feeling? In this moment, it was one of those like, you know, those adolescent things you do where you first get your car and you start pulling that trick. Your friend comes up to the car and you like pull the car forward a couple feet. It was something like that. It was some like childish little, haha, just kidding. We didn't leave you behind or haha, just kidding. It was small like that. Um, And like the inciting incidents got lost in the absolute emotional fury that followed. I have a lot of nightmares where I find out that um, Kelsey hates me. Oh, that's rough. And like, in, in fact, she's hated me this whole time and that yeah. she's like so sick of me and she hates everything I do. And then I, re- I call her all the time or not all the time, but I tell her and she goes, I'm so sorry. And I'm like, I don't know why I'm having this. Like, I, I don't mm-hmm. like think that about you, you know, <laughs> but they're scary. Those are scary dreams. Yeah. Social nightmares are a real thing. I used to think mm-hmm. that I was the only one who had like social nightmares where I learned when I first started learning psychology and they were saying, oh, well, you know, the monster in your dreams, the killer in your dreams, that's just your psyche. You could really make friends with it in your dreams. I took that to heart. I was like, okay, I'll integrate. And I started getting really good. And I stopped having dreams about like serial killers and stuff because I figured it out. I figured out within the dream that it was part of me. But the only type of nightmare that remains are these where like, I get locked out of a boardroom or something and they, they're making a decision about me in there, but I they can't hear me screaming at the door or whatever. It's always something about not being heard. Having no power. Yeah, it's rough. So it was a kind of a miracle that I did get out of bed and still yeah, you woke go up. That's big. to my yoga Got class. out of bed. Huge. I mean, okay. whew. Still made my 9 a.m. hot yoga class, um, which went well except for when I had to leave the room to throw up. But then I went yeah, back yeah. to the room. It was so embarrassing. <laughs> you know what, though, Beth? I think that's a common hot yoga thing. That's the thing, Hillary. I don't want to be common. 
I wanted to be. I know you don't want to be common, <laughs> person that I was a decade ago when I was going to hot yoga multiple times a week and I was like killing it. I kind of yeah thought I'd be fine on this time back around, but it was all right. It was one of those. Um, my friend Christian Clay said, oh, it must have been like an emotional vomit because afterward I did mm, feel better. It could be. And then I went right back into the room and it was all like ego integration for the floor postures where it was like, okay, mm. I'm not going to let myself be embarrassed. I'm not going to let myself like go down a shame mm -hmm. spiral because I listened yeah. to my body and I left the room instead of, yeah, you had like, imagine if I just grown up yeah. like in the room, you know, I would have been in every studio. <laughs> But instead, you made the I just right decision. Lip. So that was an exciting way to start the day. And really, most sure. of Saturday was just chilling because Sunday yeah. was going to be my big day. And okay. so Saturday, okay. I was trying to take it easy. So I wasn't expecting to barf. That sucked. But I recovered. I went to the bookstore. I read. I had a chai. You read things? Had you read things, had a chai. Yeah, I'm reading Memoirs of a Survivor by Doris Lessing, which has like a very mm -hmm. serious looking cover. I love reading books that look really serious because people don't talk to you. <laughs> I was like, nobody <laughs> walking up to me with this book. Just like angle the title exactly. and the cover wherever you like. Like I love when I lived in San Francisco and I read the Unabomber Manifesto. That like week that I was reading that was the only week that nobody at all even tried to talk to me on public transit. And I was like, ooh, power. <laughs> the power of a scary title. I love this. That's a life hack. Yeah. I love this. Oh, <laughs> Memoirs of a Survivor is pretty serious, I guess. But it's interesting. It's like... um. A memoir from the future but it was oh. written some decades ago it's like written from an older woman's point of view during a time of societal collapse and it's so relevant because it has to do with the psychology like crowd psychology and changes and she's constantly talking about how information moves around and how official news reports always seem to happen like happen after people have already been talking amongst themselves about something happening and how even when you talk mm -hmm. about it amongst yourselves there's this power of everyday life that's pushing people through their everyday life so they don't even stop to absorb the news They're like oh yeah i see so electricity is going out in some parts of the city and there's um we're running out of resources oh okay well thanks for letting me know okay have a nice day and then like go yeah, through, just moving right along. Everything's normal. Mm -hmm. So it's very well. The kind of the the I think that makes me think of like the um people the sentence or the saying of like, well, you got to move forward. You got to mm -hmm. keep living. Yeah, but it's a real good story because she's like an aging woman who gets inexplicably tasked with this eleven-year-old girl. So you're getting her perspective. Also, watching this girl go through puberty during these horrible times which is fascinating because she's just observing, like, yeah, I guess even when the world is literally in shambles, young people grow up, they fall in love, they have jealousies, right. they have all their little dramas, they have to find their place in the hierarchy. So it was this wonderful way of reflecting, mm -hmm. but from a future scenario without being like hard sci-fi or anything like that, being very psychological and out there. I'm about it. 
Uh, the, like, the picture on the cover like is a good recommendation. woman in black and white. And I imagine people see that and go like, oh my goodness, that's like a Holocaust book or something. I'm like, whatever. And, and the title that too. Well, not... the yeah, the, also the title. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, that's a good recommendation for, 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 for listeners, for anyone. Nice and short too. To pick up a good book. Yeah. I love a short book. So then... I was just like Saturday, like what we're dealing with again. So Mar my our dog Margie's she was sick all weekend. There was a lot of diarrhea involved from Thursday on, and it was a very upsetting amount of diarrhea and a lot of cleaning. A lot of I'm running out of paper towels. You know, like I've you know I had to get rid. I got rid. I got rid of our rug. I I could have cleaned no. it, but it was one of those things. It was one of those things where I was like, I won't do it. Like, I could clean it, sure. You know, or I could fucking throw it out, dude. Like, and I know that I... I feel like rugs are the one thing that I wouldn't do that for, though. Rugs are expensive, right? Can't you yeah, say they that are, Derek, to one but of like TikTokers with a power washer and... <sighs> Yeah, of course. Me. You guys are like now you're now you're attacking me. You're going Hillary, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm telling you, I'm Why telling you, you just that keep I was diarrhea rug in your home a little bit longer yeah, because then... <laughs> I I had reached an emotional space where I went no, you know, like at a certain point you clean up enough diarrhea that you go what you go no, I'm throwing it out. I don't care what it costs, like. I have to throw this out in order to, like, just live through the rest of today, you know? Like, I have to be alive the rest of today, so oh, the rug's not staying in my home, you know? When you I texted me so that, the rug went back to Triangle of Sadness barfing and shitting scenes. Like, yeah. Like, imagining all the barfing this and shitting, absolutely. metal rock playing while you tried to clean out. It wasn't far food. from that. Ugh. It was not far from that because the thing, and then I'm going to, I'll do a warning. This is gross. Okay. Big warning alert. If you don't want to hear it, <laughs> maybe skip forward 30 seconds. So, and it was also scary. Okay. Yeah. Margie woke up early, did her classic jump over to the couch in order to puke. Cause like she has designated the couch like a puke spot. Um, and then, which of course launches into like, I've talked about this before when you hear that even though you're asleep you do hear it and you immediately launch out of the bed sort of in a sort of sprawling position to go clean up immediately whatever is about to happen i launch out of bed margie is vomiting and i shit i shit you not no pun intended (laughs) it looked like she threw up a piece of poop and then that's scary because you go, what's happening in my dog's intestines that now they have reversed and that poop has made its all, it's coming out the other end. Could she not have just eaten poop? No, well, no, no, no. I'm, I'm saying that it looked like a log of shit, oh not like, oh. oh, like it literally looked like a log of shit, like perfectly formed. Oh, okay. Not like, okay. oh, the color or, like, the thing or the right. smell. Like, it literally yeah, yeah. looked like a log of poop, okay? Frank <laughs> starts screaming. hacked it up hairball style. Yeah. So Frank starts screaming. And like, what <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck? Okay? And, and I'm running around and I'm going, what's that? Because I was running to get paper towels and I come back in and Frank's like, she threw up poop! You know, and he's he's, like, hyperventilating. <laughs> 
Like, we need to go to the doctor immediately. And then I grab all these napkins. And then I was like, is it poop? I don't know. That's insane. How could that even happen? And then um, I, of course, as a powerful dog mom, I decide I have to, like, go through the poop now. Um, so I'm, like, using the napkins to... Okay, again, I did I did give everyone a warning that this is a vile story. Okay. So I start going through it, and I go, it's not poop. <laughs> Thank God. Okay. That's, like, the relief. <laughs> but so I'm, like, trying to pull it apart, and I'm trying to, like, push on it and everything. And I realize it's um, a piece of a toy, but I don't know, not a toy in my home, which is weird because I... I think I have a pretty good eye on my dog at most hours. And she also doesn't normally eat toys. So it's like a piece of a stuffed animal, but it's a huge piece of a stuffed animal. Like it's, I don't know if it's a whole ear. It looks like a whole ear off like a big teddy bear or something that has now like made this weird congealed formed shit looking thing. And then that's really scary because like a dog can have a blockage and then like that can often end up in surgery, which yeah. is really expensive and uh, among, you know, also just like life threatening. So, so we spent the day in a lot of panic and on the phone with my father, who's an internist. And, and so he was just saying like, so we had to go on a pure liquid diet um, that we, she was not going to allow to be have uh, not, that was a weird sentence. She couldn't have food. Um, for the rest of the day, which is also hard to like not feed a hungry dog who's like looking at you yeah, and is like you can't tell them why. Yeah, they're like, "Are you kidding me?" You know. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I was giving her beef broth, just like cups of beef broth all day, and um, just like hoping that she didn't have maybe like even more in her stomach. So that was scary. Um, but it was also gross, a gross, scary day. Um, but then the the highlight actually was like. Frank had to go, Frank actually had to work during Saturday, but like, I'm walking to go get, okay, listen, the highlight is that Frank had to work. No, 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 (laughs) highlight. (laughs) Get rid of him, honey. Okay, go away. Okay. Um, And like, no, the highlight is that when I was walking to get the beef broth, I took Margie. And then um, we're walking down the street and I see a piece of furniture for free on the street that I need and want yes and it's like a perfect just like it's a perfect just sort of like next to your desk like has many drawers has wheels mm-hmm. you know kind of like just to like organize a bunch of shit mm. and then i'm like giddy over it and i go okay i can't grab it right now but if it's still here when i get back from the grocery store we're taking it home together and then it was thank god um um thank the thank the greenpoint gods and then sort of a comedy routine of me and Margie trying to pull a piece of furniture at home. You know, like, that's, like, its own <laughs> separate thing that, if any, it was a, it was horrible, actually. Um, but I got it here, and I cleaned it, and then I put, and then, and then I just, like, had this whole Saturday, like, into the night, like, I got, like, really obsessed with my office, and I was, like, cleaning and organizing mm. and putting things in places, and it, like, really, like, opened up some space for me. And then I was so, like, into it that I was, like, I never want to leave my office ever. (laughs) And I felt so – I felt, like, really cozy in it. And then I I felt really happy. And then I – and then Frank got off work. And then we put on – I made him hang out in my office (laughs) instead of the living room. (laughs) I was, like, we're "We're actually in here for the evening now. We don't, like, you don't get to go somewhere else because I'm feeling really some – I love the energy in here. 
And so then I put on, uh, I just threw on um, The Truth About Cats and Dogs, wonderful, wonderful uh, 90s rom-com. And um, and then we ended up getting dinner with some of his coworkers. But I was just like, I was really feeling the energy of my space. And whenever that happens, I you go, seize the, seize the moment. Like, do not mm-hmm. leave when you're feeling, yes. you're feeling that much positive <laughs> energy in your space. That's right. What do they say? Make hay while the sun um, shines. If you're feeling it. Yeah. I've never heard that, but I love it. I like that. I've never heard that either. Had a similar Saturday. Did you watch a rom com? I left out my rom com. Uh, Not (laughs) a rom com, but I will say I woke up. (laughs) I woke up and had the most unusual feeling in the world, which was I was like, I'm going to clean today. I'm going to make myself. I also cleaned the whole apartment, which is like, I never do that. Literally. (laughs) I never do it either. We had twin flames Saturdays. Twin flame Saturdays. So I woke up and I literally have never done this. Because normally if I'm cleaning, I'm basically just decluttering and just calling yes. it cleaning. Same. But I actually was like <laughs> on all fours with a fucking sponge, nice. bleach tile stuff. <gasps> I was scrubbing nice. the bathrooms. I was like in a cleaning, oh my like God, headspace Derek. mode. It's yeah. it's one of those really fun. Of it's like me too. Okay, I had the same thing. It's like one of those fun manic energies where you go, "This is productive." Yes, I'm this this manic is how. Wave. This is one of the signs of aging, by the way, when you start congratulating your friends <laughs> on their cleaning moods, and you mean it. Mean it. Without, you're like, I'm a little well, dude, jealous. I could use Genuinely. that. I could use a Saturday where I want I to scrub my floor. <laughs> right. It's so rare, and you have <sighs> to embrace it. Yeah, I will say the only two, the fallout, though, was partially, I think it was inspired by Alex being, he had to go in to the hospital Mm -hmm. to work. So I was sort of like, everything was good. But then in the afternoon, I had a a pet trauma of my (gasps) own, which sort of threw me out Mm -hmm. of it a little, which was, and this has happened before, but not for like a year. And it's one of my biggest fears. Um, Our apartment complex's fire alarm started going off. And... It's happened before, and whenever we have fire alarms or earthquakes, like, obviously my impulse is, like, get my pets and myself ready to, like, leave if needed. Um, being a one person, though, I have two cats and a snake, <laughs> and it's very hard to get them all and just, like, hold them all to. It's, like, it's just a nightmare. Like a dual oh, fire quickly... cats and snakes. <laughs> literally, literally. It's one of those cat-snake carriers. <laughs> Yeah, literally, I need that. Someone invent that and I will buy it. I will, it will save my life, I'm sure. So I was running around. I had to spend like a good five minutes. One of the cats immediately knew what was going on, Burger. I just put her in her little crate and we're like, we're good. Church was a nightmare. She was like running around the house. I'm like, I can't leave you. This scary noise is like something I need to address. Please come with me. I finally get her in and then I go upstairs and get Ricky and Ricky to his uh, credit, my snake was the most cooperative. I put him in like a pillowcase. Good job, Ricky. And so then I'm walking out of my apartment with a pillowcase in my computer bag. (laughs) And then two cat crates with cats that are like, not amused by all of the manic energy of the fire. Derek, I think you, did people think you were crazy? (laughs) People did think, okay, so this is what's even crazier, okay? I open my front door, and all the neighbors are there, but, like, I'm the only person with stuff. Okay. Like, everyone else was just like, oh, what's that alarm? 
I was the one who was like, this is the real deal. It's now or never. I'm getting oh my, my children God, and me Derek. out of this. You're full doomsday prepper, <laughs> and you're like, I'm going yeah. to my basement that I've prepared. I was serving in Linda the hills. Hamilton in Terminator. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah. It's, everyone just like looked at me, and they're like, oh. I, like, oh, you were taking like, this wow, serious? <laughs> Yeah, and the other half were like, mm, too much. Like, <laughs> you should have at least let one of so, those precious animals die. Excuse me. You know? <laughs> Leave something warm. behind, bitch. I mean, also, my apartment is full of cats and dogs and stuff, so I'm like, none of you have and this bunnies. Of, like, in case this is real. And bunnies. Yes. But, but then I was like, okay, well, at least I'm not going to go on the street then if no one else is taking it seriously. So I just sort of waited outside my apartment in, within the complex. Oh, I was like, did you just immediately but... start walking backwards into the apartment? <laughs> yeah, I was like, I literally walked back. I, I literally, it's so funny you say that. I took two steps back, put the crates down in the foyer, and just left the door open and waited for the fire people to come. And then when they were checking out the apartment, I yelled out to them, is it okay if I stay? <laughs> And they were like, yes. God, you're funny. Okay, that's really funny. <laughs> so, but then the trauma part was, the cats are really easy. Like, okay, out of the crate, nothing happened. It's fine. Ricky, though, at this point, I, like, let him out. And I noticed, like, oh, he needed more water and stuff like that. So I'm like, oh, I'm just going to put you on the bed oh, which, um, oh, out of the pillowcase. And you can, like, explore the bed while I, like, Ricky? refill your water and, like, kind of clean your cage while I'm in this cleaning spirit. Um or I say cage, it's like a terrarium. Or yeah. Terrarium? Habitat. I don't know the Terrarium. word. It's a thing. Habitat, it's a space. yes. <laughs> the problem was, though, is I didn't realize how shaken he must have been by just how quickly maybe it was, like, me getting him in the pillowcase and stuff. Because then I went to go, like, put him away, and he did this thing where he was, like, not happy oh. with me, like, coming near him. And so what he'll do, it's it's cute, but it's also, like, stressful, he basically will like raise his tail and like shake it as if he's a rattlesnake mm. to be like, "Hey, I'm okay I, with this I right could now. be you, like, one. Keep your distance." <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. So, and then he just kept shaking his little tail at me, and every time I'd come close, it would just shake harder. And it, I was so scared that he was scared Aww. that I would just be like, "Okay, I'm gonna give you five more minutes to calm down." But then it took like an hour before, not even an hour, like, like 30 time. minutes, but it felt like an hour before he finally was like, okay, I'm fine with this. You can put me away now. Oh, oh my God. But a yeah. stressed out, so that was a my stressed out snake. Stressed mm-hmm. out snake. I know. And we did go to a Friendsgiving that night, but it was, it was just nice. There was nothing traumatic oh, about good. that. So that was my Saturday. Yeah, I saw a ticket to paradise in the evening. Oh my God. How was it? Was it good? You know what? I felt, Is it like Hollywood fun? I felt fun. so sad after that movie, but for personal reasons. Uh, <laughs> the movie is not yeah. sad. The movie well, that'll really, happen. The movie's no, a perfect, I mean, rom-coms like, can dual do that. romantic arc. You get a rom-com and like a remarriage comedy in one. Yeah. And okay. I it's love. nice. No, but, but it like rom-coms can like, ruin your day, I let alone your my month. Age watching that was the yeah. thing is I was like okay yeah George Clooney Julia Roberts those are like they're the ones right that's America's sweethearts but here they are they're yeah. grown they're the parents mm-hmm. they're divorced mm-hmm. in this movie so yeah also uh, a parents of an adult child yeah they have an adult child but the child is still like fresh out of college so 
I'm watching two no. <laughs> different love stories, neither of which I can see myself in. I'm like, I'm not young and fresh out of college anymore. My youthful, dewy days <laughs> of romantic, like hopefulness mm -hmm. like that don't exist anymore. Mm -hmm. So I can't attach mm -hmm. to that. And I'm trying to enjoy this without feeling like sad. And then these two, oh yeah, they're reminding me of being young, you know, because they've been stars the whole time I've been alive basically. Yeah. And they're going through their arc. Well, okay. They're parents and they have accomplished careers and they've been married and divorced. And like, do they still like each other or not? And like, wow, I don't see myself over there either. I'm just hanging out in midlife, no man's yeah, land right. all alone, man. I'm just yeah. going to go home <laughs> to my cat after this. And all right. So it was kind of sad for me, but the movie was fun. You know, it was, a, it was just almost not cookie cutter, but it was like Hollywood made a movie and you can yeah, feel good right. when you watch it. That's what I figured. And like the audience yeah. felt good. You, you know, everyone had a nice time, except for me, just feeling on a little sad, little sad spree for myself for a hot minute. Those movies I mean, almost all movies yeah. are triggering. <laughs> <laughs> they're not triggering and they're boring. Let's get real. <laughs> I know. I know. It's true. Oh, it's true. But it was nice. Um, My husband saw that movie and he said it was like, he came home and he's like, it felt like just like a travelogue for Bali. But then we looked it up and it wasn't even shot in Bali or where I think. Of course it, it wasn't. Was it in Bali or No, they filmed a lot of it, I thought, in like Australia or something. Yeah, it was actually, they filmed it in the state that I grew up in. So I felt a little Hello. proud for a second. Nice. And then I was like, oh, that's nice. but why not just shoot it in like Bali? Like that place. Because yeah. it's Hollywood. Why would understand. they? understand. <laughs> they never want to shoot something where it's yeah. like actually is, you know? Yeah. But it was nice and feel good right down to the little like goofing around behind the scenes stuff during the credits. They made a movie like they they're clearly friends movies. like we get it you guys are friends you yes. know and all yeah. the like Our all the pr friends. leading up to it too we're like we know you guys are friends at the time of their lives we've seen a lot of content mm -hmm. um, <laughs> yeah Derek, what'd you do what'd you do sunday wait uh, did you do anything else on sunday yeah on saturday or on sunday oh no i didn't tell her i didn't we so. oh or or sunday Anyone, Sunday, go. Oh, it's Sunday time. Wait, did you? I, I'm, I'm, I'm. This is me. Did you see the movie on? I thought you said. Oh no, I saw movie the movie. That was how I wrapped up Saturday. Oh, that okay. was like Saturday evening. Awesome. Sunday, I crossed international borders. That was the big. <gasps> I know. It was very exciting. I went to Canada. This is a first on the pod. Woo! Went to another country. Um, <laughs> No, like uh, in Dece in October, I had gone to California and I took Amtrak for the first time in like years, just for a short little thing. I went from Emeryville down to San Luis Obispo and I was like, oh yeah, the train is awesome. I love being on the train. Mm -hmm. It's so fun. Um, and then when I got home, I saw in the paper, because I read the local paper, that's the kind of person I am now that they had reopened mm -hmm. <laughs> the line between Bellingham where I live and Vancouver. And I was like, oh, okay, well that's, that's awesome. Cool. So I could take the train to Canada. That sounds fun. Maybe I should just do that. And I was all jazzed yeah, after yeah. going to California because I hadn't left the state. Like I hadn't been on a plane since I moved here in 2019. Yeah. Everything was shut down and the border was closed for so long. 
that I couldn't even do a little day trip over there. And people keep saying like, oh, there's good food over there. There's good sushi. There's good Indian food. I also was hearing that there are really good public pools in Canada. I didn't explore that on Hmm. this trip. Well, most things are better in Canada, I think, is like the general thing from Americans. Yeah. (laughs) Well, you know what? I, tell us, tell us the <laughs> hit us with the heart. She has hit boots us on with the ground. That hard <laughs> he has some boots on the ground that would have a, a yeah, a bone to pick with that. But um, it was nice. I got on at Bellingham. The place wasn't manned. Like there was no actual Amtrak agent manning the station. So I had nobody to double check that I was parked in the right place for, which is always a little nerve wracking. Like I've never gotten yeah. a ticket or had my car towed here, they seem to be pretty relaxed. But I haven't grown up in LA, like the fear is real. The fear is in my bones. Mm-hmm. My car will get towed. Mm-hmm. I will get a ticket. Mm-hmm. It will happen. And it'll it was be a little like, scary to park somewhere and, and be like, I'm going to go out of the country. And I sure hope that's still there when I come back. And it was eventually. But um the train was nice they did not have any souvenir playing cards that was my only real complaint and i wasn't able to sit by the window but it's beautiful it goes right by the water you're like on the water and all the birds are flying on the water just ripples upon ripples gorgeous um realized as we crossed the border that i forgot to do that thing that you do with your cell phone provider to tell them you're leaving the country so you can continue to have the internet <laughs> so oh. i was like I not have internet. oh i didn't even know about that <laughs> i had no internet i had some canadian dollars though because my mom had some around so she was my little currency exchange and i i guess my experience of day trips in other countries is a little skewed because the last time that I did such a thing, it was like going from San Diego down into Mexico. And when I declared on that border crossing, like, oh, I'm just going for a little day trip, they did not bat an eye. But when I told the Canadian customs agent that I was just, oh, yeah, I'm just coming into town, he gave me a real eyebrow. And then he was like, when did you make this decision? I'm like, just a couple weeks ago. He's like, well, what are you going to do? I was like, I don't know. I got like five hours before the train heads back home. I'll probably just walk around, get a meal, read. And he really laid into me. He's like, you didn't do any research at all. And I'm like, I don't know. I looked on Google Maps. There are restaurants. (laughs) I don't know what you want from me. I'm feeling kind of attacked. Oh, my God. You got interrogated. (laughs) Like, are you serious? But, um so intense yeah. well i'm wondering what is it that canada canada like is there something like what is like what did he think like i don't know if you've noticed this but americans are a little bit of a plague i'd be sort of uptight too if americans <laughs> yeah were trying to come into my country i feel like excuse me who are you um and then not and then not actually leave yeah, I guess my mom and um, her husband once had a real issue at the border because they had some wrapped gifts that they were bringing. My stepsister at the time lived right on the other side of the border. And mm-hmm. it was like a big ordeal for them. And it was a whole back and forth. And when they were trying to help her move up there and they were shuttling stuff across, it just started to look really suspect. And they got on a list or something. I conveniently forgot all of these things. Of course, I was just trying to get <laughs> as you <laughs> like go because yeah. I had another you terrible right night Canada. of sleep. So like I was just like get up and go get to the train. Like don't abandon your plans because I slept like shit. 
Another yeah. person, not the soup guy, but a different guy, he like called me at like four in the morning and I thought it was a pocket dial, no. but it woke me up and it, it kind of messed like my that. sleep a little bit. Get this though, what had yeah. happened, he had taken mushrooms. Okay, so I think so. Like this is another mushrooms guy? Keep me single, <laughs> so swear to God. And just like wanted okay. to hear my voice or something, so. Oh, it, I mean, I, 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 ultimately it, it is a compliment, but not when you like wake somebody up. I know it kind of messed me up. Well, it was weird. I fell back asleep and had this insecurity dream about him where I dreamt that I embodied everything that he had hinted at not wanting in a person on top of the typical oh, stuff geez. that you might worry about with dating. Like, oh my goodness, did I take a shower? Do I smell? Did I clean the place? Yeah. Like I had regressed fully. I had mm -hmm. roommates and stuff. So really just getting on the Amtrak train was an accomplishment. And then all this other stuff of like, oh yeah, I don't really have a plan and I don't know where I'm going and I don't have internet. And then he made me feel, he made you feel self-conscious about it. Though. I was like, You're like, well, Wait, other like can't I just like go on a walk? Yeah, that's what I was saying. Like people don't just walk around here, but also you don't want to have an attitude with the customs agent. So I just- No, you don't. No, that's so true. And I walked all around and I walked first through Chinatown because I'm the kind of person mm -hmm. that gets off the train station and goes like, which direction looks more interesting? And it is not where the tourists Chinatown are always, going. Chinatown always looks more interesting. Chinatown where there was like a ton of street camping, first of all, like US street camping, even on LA's Skid Row has got nothing on what I saw there. Like wow. full tents blocking the sidewalk. I was having to move all around them, just up and down around whole blocks, a ton of open drug use with those little glass bulb pipes that people smoke like really? or crack rock out of or whatever. Oh my God. Just pot smoke in the air. And I was like, wow, I, that is a lot. I guess this is where it all is for some reason. And it had those little banners that come off of the... Um, the light poles that said like demystify Chinatown, like those, pr the pretty artwork that they use to try and promote neighborhoods. You know what I mean? So it was just very strange. I'm like this mm -hmm. area seems to not be doing great, but they're also advertising very strongly. My reaction me. is like, I makes, I feel like my mother. I'm like, oh my God, that doesn't sound good. Like, oh no. I know, but like, I kind no. of love it. I kind of like walking around and getting those looks from other people on the street. Like, why are you in this part of town? Why don't you seem scared? And I'm like, I don't know. I just wanted to, this is where the real shit probably is. I was kind of hoping to find like a tea mm. shop or something that I could sit in or I could buy some tea, but Mm -hmm. And even like people were really, the storefronts weren't particularly welcoming. And I can see why it was oh. just the sidewalks were crammed with people and just, you know, everything from a city, the, the vomit, the piss, like everything. It was a mess. But, you know, I took a leisurely, a leisurely turn out the town <laughs> just to get the full picture. A leisure walk through vomit and piss. <laughs> mm -hmm. The train station's beautiful, and it's right at the end of this inlet that's called False Creek. So I just walked all along the edge of False Creek, and it's pretty. It was cold, but the sun was out, so it was really nice. And I just mm -hmm. walked and walked and walked and walked until there was somewhere to sit and eat, and then I ate some avocado toast with more basil on it than I've ever encountered on oh. avocado toast before in my life. I couldn't believe mm. how much basil they threw on this thing. Yeah, Hillary, you're I don't like that. saying it I'm all. Upset. It messes up. I, I, I like a little basil. 
kind of my basil, but it kind of messes up the like creamy, smooth texture of an avocado toast to suddenly it's have these stringy, like chewing through that much basil. No, mm -mm. a little odd. Had a chai latte, sat there, did some writing, tried to like write about my little interview with the customs agent that struck fear in my heart. I don't know what it is about being interviewed by an authority where I go in like, I'm doing, I'm uh, an independent adult and I'm like taking myself everything. on a vacation. But then I walked out of this two minute interview feeling like I am a child who has been chastised. Yeah. And do I even belong? To of course. Like, <laughs> have I yeah. made a mistake? Um, no, the amount of fear, doubt, insecurity, I, I can't I'd be flipping out plus on the train there I mean, that happens to me on a weekly really, basis yeah. like, weird <laughs> thing happened on the actual train there where none of the seats were really assigned they were just like get on the train sit somewhere so I sat somewhere and then after a little bit of writing I thought I want to go to the cafe car I want to get myself some pretzels you know a little bottle of water some sustenance to carry through my day and I walked the wrong direction I walked like into the cab that was not the cafe car. And I got all the way to the end of it and then realized like, oh crap, that's business class. I actually need to go the other way. And I turned around, I just took a quick survey of the cab and then started walking back down the main aisle. And this woman, okay, she, as she saw me approach her, she said, excuse me, trash. And she like extended <laughs> me like I was a stewardess. And I looked at her and I went, what? No, and she goes, Are you looking for the trash? Will you take my trash? And then I saw like her poor Will you take husband was right next to her, like also holding out his trash. And I had one of no. those like what? people pleasing tension moments where I was like, Well, yeah, you know, I, I guess I'll I take am your trash. probably walk past a trash can, but also, <laughs> who are you? And who do you think I am? I don't look remotely like an Amtrak employee, and I'm pretty sure they don't. No, they have really official outfits. So really, I was kind oh, of wow. from that going forward. I'm well, like, yeah, sure. Excuse me. Yeah, how do you? Uh, oh my god! I don't know. The audacity was beyond. Like she really just had it out, and you're not making me want like to visit I was Canada. The one being I think, well, <laughs> it's a, I mean, it's like a moment of like so much privilege when you just like sort of like put your trash towards somebody. You yeah. Know? Take this from me. It's like, it, I mean, ultimately, it's like what I do to Frank every day of my life. Well, that's I a go, loved one. It's you, you This lady was a stranger. Him. You take. You take. You take. I know take. You take. Like, like, Unbelievable. Uh -huh. And then, yeah, and then I just didn't have internet. So I just sat there and watched the kid next to me try to get the wordle. He did. Oh, so, oh, oh my God. Okay, Next wait, wait, that's fascinating. You watch... You silently watch somebody try to get the wordle. That's yeah, it was I mean. amazing. That's a social experiment. It was amazing. I th Sunday's word was inane, and I watched him like guessing words that were not words. He guessed like inafe <laughs> in that second. <laughs> I will do oh. that. I will do that. Uh, I, when I, I do, do when that I too. when I reach like a level of like I do not fucking know. <laughs> I just start putting letters. In. <laughs> Like, I, I just put, like, whatever. I'm just putting things in. He got it, though. Just throwing as many so letters as I can to test stranger. it out. I was so happy for him that I smiled, and then he instantly caught me watching him, and I was like, oh, sorry, I just... I got invested. Don't worry, it took me six guesses, too. And he goes, I don't even know what this word means. <laughs> so then we were talking about the definitions of words, and I was like, yeah, this is what happens without internet. You just connect oddly. 
with people. Here we are having a combo. Nobody. What is it? 1920. <laughs> mm-hmm. it, nobody in Canada really talked to me though. Like I got my food. Mm. One guy was like, "You're in the bike path." Because I was walking in the wrong. Place. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, really, bikers. This is are... a great advertisement for Canadian. I know tourism we're not here. doing. You're not doing great, but <laughs> I mean, bikers are it famously the worst. And I had no plan. And like, if I had had a plan, it would have been different because they let you off right by science world. And you know how like science exhibits or like friendly museums, they put stuff outside of the museum too. So you could walk around and see some like sculptures. There was a lot of conservation and recycling focused stuff. So there was like a big sculpture of a dinosaur made out of repurposed stuff and all these different Mm. informational Mm -hmm. things. And it was interesting. And they had some interesting public art, including two huge statues of birds. I couldn't believe how big these birds were. And uh, it was a little unsettling because I noticed them from the bridge I walked over. I was like a mile away. I'm like, why is there a giant? Okay. a giant bird on the horizon? There's two of them. But it was nice. I was able to sit, do some writing, walk around, like feel the quietness of my mind. One of those things that doesn't come to special. us that often, but then no. when, you, when yeah. your phone doesn't connect you to the world and you don't know Thank anyone God. and there's nowhere to go and there's not enough time to take like a big exploration because I only had, yeah. there was a delay coming in. So I only ended up having, yeah, like four and a half, five hours or something. It's not really enough time to cross a city and feel confident that you're going to make it back when you don't have GPS to help you or anything. So I just tried to stay, okay, I have visual landmarks. I'm going to just walk around and see what's up, eavesdrop on people. Lots of dogs, tons of dogs, little dogs, (laughs) huge dogs, mini dogs everywhere. And um, lots of dogs. A kid with a shirt. Every so often I see a kid with a shirt and I just think like that kid has my style. This kid had a shirt that looked like a computer (laughs) monitor with a face on it, you know, like made out of pixels, but the face had two Mm -hmm. X's for eyes and it just said like, log out. Incredible. Yes. Incredible. I want- and you know what? And like, that's what I want it. But wait, but Beth, that's what you had done. Exactly. That was my shirt. Oh, you listened. Wow. Um, what a moment. I know. And then I found like, I think little... you had a, sen- I think you had a, I think you had a sensual day. I did. It felt really <laughs> kind of good, except that in, so in the place where I stopped to have lunch, I was thinking about how I came out. I was like, how am I going to explain this? Um, you know, in, a door frame, how there's that plate that goes on the frame itself, like that little edge of metal. Yeah. One of those that your elbow or your hip likes to Mm -hmm. find. So where I was sitting at this cafe, I was facing the window and there was like a low counter. And then underneath it, it must've been like storage spaces or something that you could lock because they had that same kind of metal plate that another thing was interlocking into it. So there was this bit of metal sticking out. And when I first sat down and I scooted my chair and I banged the fuck out of my knee and it hurt. And I spent the whole afternoon being like, it hurts. I can't find a public bathroom to like investigate. I feel like it might be bleeding under there. I don't know what's going on. So I was very glad, you know, I'm okay. I'm fine. 
Of course you're okay, but owie. Yeah, it was an owie. Owie. Yeah. And to not be able to like check and confirm like is almost like exactly well with me it almost all doesn't day, matter. All day. Am I take believing? blood thinners, so it's like however it looks right after the incident is not the issue. How it looks a couple hours later is really going to be the issue. I checked it when I was back on the train, found a little shop, got some trinkets to prove I was there. You know, little postcard, <laughs> little little gemstone like i was in canada i did it i went Mm -hmm. to british columbia and then i went to tim hortons for some coffee because i heard you're supposed to do that oh yeah go to tim hortons (laughs) i was like okay i'm going (laughs) and it was fine and nice and like pleasant it was really this was like an exploratory trip for me to see what it would be like if i wanted to i'm jealous it sounds really nice at night or like yeah yeah you could go back even more well yeah, and plus, like, I recently deleted all my dating apps because it was bringing way too much stress into my life. But when I was still on them, like, a lot of people in Vancouver, like, a lot of young, hip people. That's yeah. actually a closer big city in some ways than Seattle is. Than Seattle, yeah. Yeah. So I was like, well, that's actually not a bad idea. I want to know what yeah, I'm doing. If some um, Canadian honk wants to invite me over, I want to know what's up <laughs> with the money and hell yeah. how to get yeah. there. Hell yeah. This is your exactly. trial run. So it was nice. I like that plan. And then the ride back was a little less nice. Just a little, <laughs> little, little less great. Like I got a window seat. That was a plus. But um, I was all set to be back. The train was supposed to be back at like 7.45. It's like two hours on the train. It's not bad at all. Yeah. It's the perfect okay. amount of time. So just sitting uh-huh. there, doo-doo-doo, almost at my stop. We're close enough to the stop where they tell you to start getting ready to detrain. You know, so you're like within two miles of yeah. the stop. I, I'm up. Other people are up. We're like waiting. The train stops abruptly. Because oh. somebody was on the tracks. No. Yeah, they did their Amtrak language for it. You know, we had an incident with a trespasser <gasps> on the tracks. And it just changed everything. Like, the whole... Oh, my God. Everything changed. At first, it was like, we don't know. We have to see if they're okay. And then the next we heard, it was like, oh. okay, we're going to reseat people who are in this area. Everybody hang tight. And it was such a mixture of emotions because on one hand, that's pretty serious. Somebody did lose their life. On the other hand, it's like a mile to my destination and they're telling me. Yeah, you're like, I just wanted to get home. Sure. Just just three hours on the train and then everybody on the train has their own like emotional everyone's upset for their yeah yeah there's just a lot of other people start asking other people if they're okay that was the weird yeah stop asking me if i'm okay i don't like that question like i'm not Uh... but once they said okay we gotta wait the police have to come the medical examiner has to come the coroner has to come oh my god it was like oh my god god so i'm just sitting there then i start remembering my car that might be towed the lights yeah. are going off everywhere. I don't look. Yeah. I'm not into rubbernecking people's trauma and shit. That's not. I don't know. No, that's 
Ah. I don't know people who are. Some people were. So then I had to deal with watching some people be weird about it and strange. But once it was clear that we were going to be there for hours, it was like, okay, I guess I'm eating dinner on this Amtrak train. It's just, no, the whole thing is weird to come back. I mean, I've had friends um, in New York who have been right? some, Where someone cars. jumps or something. Because somebody jumps, yeah. I mean, this I know, crew handled it. That's a, so many feelings. I mean, this actually happened to me once on an Amtrak in California like seven or eight years ago between San Diego and LA. And it was similar. There was like a two and a half hour delay. But in that instance, the, the one of the crew guys got on the intercom and did the least sensitive thing that a person could possibly do and started basically lecturing everyone on the train about not getting on the tracks. If you feel suicidal, pick any other way. Like, oh, it's like really laying in. Oh it was God. so rude. Not even a hotline. Just no. do it. Don't do it this way. Yeah. Do rude. anything else. Yeah. Oh Real my God. Rude. These folks were That's a lot dark. more like, oh my no. God, we're so sorry. Is everybody okay? Here's some yeah. checks next no. or whatever. Oh. But tensions started to get high. I that'll happen. I did break the tension in the cafe car, and I'm glad I did because nobody was talking. We were all still in shock. Yeah, no one knows. No one knows what to and do. And I went into like survival mode. I was like, I'm gonna be on this train for three hours. I have nothing to eat. Like I must eat something, and everyone else is gonna eat something. I'm going straight down there. And I get up to the front. And I was like, What do you want? And I just the way I ordered, I went hot dog, whiskey. And, and it made everyone behind me just kind of go like, yeah, she's right. Yeah, that's the way to go. <laughs> that's oh, right. yeah. Like, that's right. I'm here. Just, I'm like, just load me up. $20 for a microwave. Yeah, iPod. like, what? yeah, just for nothing. $20. You're like, I, that's, it's like when you're in the airport, you go, I, I'm paying for it. I don't, I guess I don't really, you like, yeah, whatever. I don't have a choice it. in this scenario. Yeah. And then yeah, the people who are sitting behind me, there was, it must've been a brother and sister and they called their mom to tell them they were going to be delayed. And then I listened to them have a straight up argument with their mother. Like their mother was angry at them. And the guy was yelling at his own mom. Like, I'm just calling so that you know, we're safe. Like someone lost their life, mom. This is just our schedule. Like this isn't even important. So that whole thing's going on over here. Oh, and then the you really just, you're witnessing yeah humanity around it you. is it was like, really starting to fall apart and the people in front of me were a couple transit. and the the man in the couple he started doing this he started at in the second hour of delays he started what seemed to be reading from wikipedia and news articles to his girlfriend about other train fatalities like notable no i was like the, oh, oh, and oh i guess what they're 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 saying let's lean in yeah let's lean in <laughs> well yeah. she was leaning away from him she's not feeding in at all she was looking out the window like okay like, why I don't we learn more about that's this. the sheriff or i think that's <sighs> the medical people she was ready to get off the train i couldn't block that young man's rants with my headphones <laughs> or anything it was so rough oh my god are you really wow. doing this right now like you really yeah 
Well, everyone's coping in their own separate way. All about coping mechanisms. What an insane note to end. Like, that's so sad. I know. It was really... That's wild. I feel like I'm in shock about it. I feel bad. Like, oh, I was on the train and it was right there. The vehicle that killed somebody. I know. Yeah. But I think... It's weird. I don't think the person's been identified, but I was thinking that, you know, if, if they are and it's released, then I don't know. I might do something send flowers or do something i mean that's kind of the weird thing about living in a smaller place is it feels so much more palpable not just because something like this is dramatic but because it's like small no there's not that many people in the paper everyone's affected but yeah that took Mm -hmm. um took three hours i stayed calm i did not murder that person in front of me for reading Mm -hmm. about Mm -hmm. murders Mm -hmm. my car was not towed i drove home and took a hot bath and went to bed exact <laughs> thing after this podcast Hot bath. now we get to do the now we get to do the fun thing where we transition from someone doing that to whatever derek did on yeah Sunday. derek <laughs> you can do it <laughs> well the, the good thing is i don't have too much to say um because it's it's ground that i have tread before on the pod did you go to a uh, haunted house Alex again no, I promise. Okay. I prom- that was last week. I promise I didn't go to a haunted house this weekend. Uh, <laughs> I need to be in a You're group. addicted. How long do they run um, haunted houses? Do they run them deep into November? For Derek, for Derek, seemingly do, all year. Yeah. Okay, wait. I, I find them pretty much most months. I did go to one last weekend. I'm going to one in December. So it's, it's just they're harder to find, but and you have to drive farther, but, but they you exist. You can but um, basically, we have a friend who works at Disneyland, and so we got sort of into Disneyland for free, which was sort of fun. And it was also really cool just to see it through the perspective of someone who, like, knows the ins and outs and stuff of it all. And it was just – it was really awesome. I will say, to throw back to the pod where I did mention the Disney stuff, it was such a great day, but I had the same thing I always have – where I forget that I've been on the Guardian, the tower ride, enough to re-traumatize myself into being too scared <laughs> no to do fun. it. And I have to, like, build myself okay. up all over again. And this is – the only difference is this time, the last time I talked about it on the pod, I just was sort of, like, silently tormenting myself until I did the ride and realized <laughs> it's not that bad. This time round, I had okay. a literal devil – Instead of the devil on my shoulder, I had it, like, embodied in someone. So a girl sort of mm-hmm. recognized the terror I was going through while we were, like, literally waiting for oh. the elevator to open. And she sort of leans in, and she's like, I don't want to do this either. <laughs> and then she's like, <laughs> and then, and then I, I love her for this, and I hate her for this. She literally leaned in, and she looked me into the eyes, and she said, if you want to leave right now, I'll go with you, and we can go get I'll a beer. I'll leave with you. And I was like, oh my God. I, first of all, I love you, stranger, but I'm also like, this is too tempting. Um, so, and I also will say, really I probably would have, if it was just Alex and I, I probably would have been like, this is a sign. I'm not going to do the ride by. Let's get a beer, friend. But because we had friends, mm-hmm. I was sort of like, nope, I cannot take this tempting option and I need to traumatize myself. <laughs> so I did go on the ride. It was. And then he survived. And I'm like, it. this is great. It was my favorite ride of the day, which is like <laughs> every time. But like the we need to work. We need. We really need someone to come in and like work on you. I well, problems. it's not even like I feel like it's like yeah, it's like a fifty first date scenario where I like just literally clear mm-hmm. the fact that I have mm-hmm. accomplished this now, 
nine or ten times in my life and love it at the end of every time. But I'm like shaking mm-hmm. yeah. when I sit down on that ride. Maybe like, that's shaking. part of the yeah, ride it's... for you. Like I don't, don't want to therapy. I, I think it is. is. I think that's that you're experience. I think that you're getting you're getting off on the whole maybe. thing. Maybe. Honestly it's, I, maybe on some level I do like to be scared. Maybe I'm like <laughs> I love this subconsciously. Probably. But we yeah. I will say we No, there's something we stayed to like twelve thirty. So like we were there like past midnight. So I am Whoa. very tired today. I feel like all of my conversations. It's amazing I've been able to be somewhat alive on this pod recording because earlier today at like work and stuff, I'm like my brain is just like going in and out, in and out, in and out. But it was worth it. It was great, and that was my Sunday. You're like a light switch. <laughs> That's your Sunday. Yeah. You've been to, I went to Disneyland once when I was 10. I have like, You've no, been to Disneyland I don't have any, since you were 10? but my mom has been saying, no, you no, but my mom has <laughs> been texting me recently, actually, that she wants me to take my nephew, John. So it sounds yes. like I'm going yes. soon. Um, I'm ready to go. I mean, I do love a ride and mostly I'm always like ready to meet Ariel, yes. Minnie Mouse. Like I'm, 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 I don't care how old I am. I love the oh, characters. Um, <laughs> But, because, like, when I did go when I was 10, like, my friend, my best friend Elaine, like, wanted to, like, actually do the fun things. But me as a 10-year-old was like, yeah, but, like, Snow White's over there. <laughs> like, and I, like, had my autograph We can't book. ignore this. And everyone's like, she's, and everyone's like, she's too old to be acting this way. <laughs> and, like, you know, oh, well. Sounds like a common refrain. <laughs> oh, Get well. used to it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. So, anyway, Sunday. Well, okay. I did a few. I didn't. Okay, so Sunday, woke up and um watched that new documentary, Fire of Love, um about the the, the, um, the couple, the lava lovers, yes. the volcanologists. Yeah, it's a it's an absolutely beautiful documentary. Oh, so I'm not gonna like go into it, but like watch it, and also just the fact that Miranda July narrates oh, it, I, I was like, just like oozing into it like just i'm like miranda's <laughs> voice oh my god i just i love it I, I, she could narrate any i'll watch anything she could narrate somebody no i don't even know i don't have a joke but anything <laughs> i'll watch it um so it's beautiful it's beautiful watch it do it you know um and then but then i felt like i woke up and i like told frank i was like I don't care. It's Christmas. You know, like I'm getting everything out. Like I don't have, I don't have Thanksgiving decorations. Mm-hmm. Who has them? Only a few people have those in this life. And so, and we all know I've been slowly collecting Christmas from decor from the mysterious neighbor. <laughs> who's She's not there anymore, but like I've spent a year like collecting so many Christmas items from her and they're begging to come out, <laughs> you know? So I... I said it's Christmas and I slowly got out all my little Christmas boxes and I took everything out and I like did like a thing, you know, decide where each of my little tiny trinkets are going to go and where's my reindeer. And now I have my new bells, my Christmas bells and I have my angels and I've got my dancing Snoopies and you know, like I'm nuts, you know, like I'm already, you know, I'm already uh, like an old lady with this stuff. So I went through my ritual and I decorated the home for Christmas and it made me feel so happy because I because I love Christmas, you know. There's no no if ands or buts there. I love Christmas, and and then Frank made turkey chili, and it was super good. Mm, sounds and good. And then I just felt like oh, I just felt like I felt I felt like it was the holidays, you know. What are you gonna do? I, I felt it in my bones, and it felt really good. And 
Then we went to Bemelman's, um, the bar in the Carlisle Hotel, okay. to meet Kelsey, and Kelsey's sister, Summer, was oh, in town yay. from Texas. And hmm. Bemelman's is incredible. It's, um, for those, for anyone who might not know who Bemel, what Bemelman's is, it is the bar in the Carlisle Hotel, which is already, like, the swankiest place ever, but then it's, um, the bar, um, the walls and everything in there is painted by the artist who made the Madeline series. And he did that because he was staying there and couldn't pay his hotel bill. So in return, he like gave, you know, he made, made living art and it's, it's just, it's devastatingly beautiful martini bar where you're looking at art that's been on the walls for who knows how long. And each spot is so unique and interesting and cool. And then, and then there's a man, you know, there's a there's a piano player, and then you're being served beautiful martinis, and you know nuts covered in sugar, and I I, I just we were in, you know we were in a little little bit of heaven, and um, we were there for a while, and I loved it. It was a really nice like end to the I weekend. I really want to go. And I love summer. It was really exciting this year. I know. I'm surprised that we. I've only been with I've Kelsey. I mean, Frank King, but like the every time I've been, I've been with Kelsey. It's the bar that Bill Murray filmed his Christmas special. Oh. The, the very Murray Christmas. Oh, gosh. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep, 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 honey. Um, and so the, my, my final comment on the weekend is, like, where do you guys stand on stealing on stealing pens from restaurants? Oof. Do you like okay. a good... Do you think you should So here's my thing. I... Mm-hmm. It depends. If it's one of those pens that they've made for the restaurant with like the name and the telephone number and stuff on it, that's obviously what yeah, I'm talking take about. It. But I feel yeah, like I don't like, like it when someone and I've been like to a restaurant or something where it's just like a normal pen and someone takes it because I'm like that could be like someone's mm. lucky pen. Like, and I I don't as someone who has that's lucky so pens, true. I would be gutted. So yeah, mm-hmm, if it's a promotional mm-hmm. thing, yeah. steal it, not the other way. Yeah, so Derek took my answer. I don't, I, I don't want to take I always steal. I see a good pen and I recognize a good pen, mm-hmm. and then it seems mm-hmm. like even more of a shame to take it. Yeah. So I'm like, I don't know how this came to me. Maybe the waiter just uh, put this pen down with the check because it was the one that he keeps on him because it's a good pen, and yes. I just ruined his day if I take the pen. But I'm, anything that's okay, got I'm the just... name of the place or the name of anything on it, I don't even have to mm-hmm. use it. I'm taken. <laughs> you wouldn't believe how many pens I've taken from restaurants. A good restaurants. pen is hard to like, find, so I'm happy you there, did. Yeah. So, but, like, because we were at such a fancy uh-huh. restaurant or bar or whatever, restaurant, the pen is heavy. Oh. It's, like, a it's like it's nice. Ooh. It is, like, it has weight to it. It says the Carlisle, it's black and, and silver, and it's absolutely gorgeous. But, like, so, and they put, like, four pens down for us all to pay. Oh. Um, and we did take all four. They, they have to, to know what they're doing. Because each of us, yeah, each of us was like, well, I want one. <laughs> and then Kelsey's like, wait, I want one, too. But only Summer, only Summer said no. She was like, you guys, you can't take all the pens. And we were like, Summer. <laughs> Do you know how much these martinis cost? Like, they're charging <laughs> you for the pen in the price of the drink. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds yeah, like we could take the, the name pen. of its plate of the place on oh, it. Then you are doing a favor. Yeah. You are now the billboard. Mm, yes. Look at ooh, ooh, it writes beautifully. I love it. 
But I've got one from Sweetwater. I've, I mean, I have so many. I take them from every <laughs> restaurant. Um, and lately, people have just been doing fun colors, too. It's like they're begging me to take them, okay? Um, I support you. That's it. That's my whole story. Um, so that's my weekend, and that's everyone's weekend. Beth, rate your weekend 1 to 10. 10 being the best. <laughs> All the weekends of your life. Okay, well, up until that person died... It was like, yeah, I know. know? Yeah. I think it's fair for you to rate pre and post. Like, you had a pre. I'm going to have to say it was like an eight going in because Mm -hmm. even though I didn't do a lot, I felt like it was really a weekend of personal triumphs. I got out of bed Mm -hmm. each morning, even though I was exhausted and coming off a weirdly emotional dream. I went back Mm -hmm. into that yoga room after I threw up and I finished my set. I didn't ruin my day. Like I really stayed positive. I didn't panic when I realized I didn't have internet or anything in Canada. Like Mm -hmm. I felt yeah. really good about myself. I've hit benchmarks for myself and that puts it. You went with the flow. Exactly. Which is not my normal state of being. Which I like I know that, to yeah. take the wave. I don't want to go with the flow. Mm-hmm. So that, yeah, an eight. And then, you okay. know, the fatality Probably. would have to bring it down to more like a four. Yeah. Those last <laughs> few hours were pretty low. Yeah. Wow. God. Okay. Derek. Well, you know what? I'm going to say a 9 out of 10 because Disneyland was awesome. (gasps) And honestly, I'm proud of the cleaning thing. And as annoying as the pet thing and the not eating dinner at a nice restaurant on Friday thing was, I think it honestly was a pretty good weekend. So actually a great weekend. 9 out of 10. (laughs) 9 out of 10, he says. I'm, where am I? I mean, I got my new furniture piece, which is huge. Yeah. I I think the only, I mean, I was also extremely stressed about Margie all week. She, I didn't even tell you guys. At one point, she, like, shit blood. Oh, my God. She's okay today, so everything's fine. Yeah, it was awful. It was an awful dog stress situation, and there was so much vomit to clean Mm -hmm. up, and I did lose, I did lose a rug. So that's going to bring it down to a seven, not to say that I, but I, I otherwise had so much fun. But the dog stress was, like, it was real. It's very real. I didn't want to lose my baby, Mm. you know? Um, But my dad, luckily, that was, like, one of those things where I was, like, I'm going to the vet. And my dad was, like, just wait 24 hours. Like, if it's the same tomorrow, then go to the vet. But, like, with dogs and animals, you know, you don't. Because, like, and it's true. I'm, like, I don't have, like, 500 bucks, you know, to just, like, just just for the vet to go, yeah, we don't know. You know, like, which is always what happens. (laughs) So I'm really proud that my dad told me and I listened. And I was like, okay, I'm going to wait, even though it's painful to, like, look her in the eye and be like, you good? Like, <laughs> <laughs> wish you would tell me if you're good. Um, but anyways, okay, so we all had incredible weekends. And thank you so much, Beth, for yes, It was so nice catching up. the pod. It was to be here, see your <laughs> lovely faces. Give yes. a shout out to the Jordan Nadraj. Yep. You know, honestly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Please get in touch if you want to know more. Yes. It's very fulfilling. Reach you out. Do not have to take on an unreal level of personal responsibility. No. Leah Remini has no problem. We do not take any it's money from our followers like either. We are very good. <laughs> that was What'd You Do This Weekend with Hillary and Derek. And a quick thank you to our band, Caravella. 
You can follow us at This Weekend Pod on Instagram, where you'll be able to see photographic evidence of our weekends and our guests. And you can send compliments or cease and desist notices to our email at thisweekendpod at gmail.com.